Welcome everyone to another episode of The Roman Show. This is for the week of May 24. And uh, we dedicate this program uh, to two uh, fallen pro wrestlers. And that is Shot Gaspard, who, who really died a hero. And, and we'll, we'll talk about him soon. And oh no, also Hana Kimura, uh, who sadly took her life uh, in, in a very, uh, such a sad situation, the reason for doing so. But uh, we dedicate these uh, this episode both to Hana and Chad. And, uh, and our special guest this week is none other than Sal Guerrero, who will be in action this coming Friday at the upcoming Titan FC fight card. Uh, so again, we, we dedicate this program to Hannah and Chad, uh, who unfortunately uh, are not with us anymore. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in space. Booster, go. Retro, go. Lido, go fly. Guidance, Surgeon, go fly. Econ. The Roman Show with your host, Rodolfo Roman. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Roman Show. Make sure that you follow us on our socials. Instagram uh, is Roman Show Media. Same thing for Facebook. On uh, Twitter at the Roman Show, and on our YouTube channel, that's youtubecom roman 201 And we're always always live on our website, theRomanShow.com. Hey, so we are now on a new platform, and that is iHeartRadio Podcast. Uh, so. We're, we're definitely excited um, that we are now part of iHeartRadio. So head on over to your iHeartRadio app. Uh, you, don't, you actually don't even need the app. You could actually just go online and just search for The Roman Show and we are there. We're also on Spotify. We're also on Stitcher. Uh, God, we're also a Blog Talk, of course. We're on a whole bunch of avenues that you can listen to the program. So there's no excuse, guys. You can listen to the program any place, anytime. Uh, and of course, we are always live on our website, theromanshow.com. So very special thanks to iHeartRadio for having us now on their platform. Well, I want to give a special shout out uh, to start get things going out here. And that is Ballsy. Ballsy, you heard me talk about this product. And you can visit ballwash.com to purchase it but ballsy is a is, is a deodorant right it's a deodorant for your for your for your jewels for your balls it's essentially what it is especially when you when we hit the gym and we're outside walking we, we get a little sweaty down there guys let's, let's just face it and and the odor is not that pleasing so don't be a scrub and make sure that your boys are smelling good when you um you know dance with your partner so head on over to ballwash.com and purchase your Ballsy product and uh, get yourself a bottle of Ballwash too. Thing works like a charm. Use the promo code The Roman Show to get a percentage off your purchase. And they just launched 
a hand sanitizer, by God, is so freaking good. The percentage of the alcohol is, is, is enough to kill any germ. So COVID-19, you will be dead at my friend. Head on over to ballwash.com. Use the promo code The Roman Show. And keep your balls trimmed and looking clean. The best product for that is Manscaped. Head on over to manscaped.com. Use the promo code The Roman Show to get a percentage off your purchase. That is Manscaped. Such a great product. It cuts your balls, it cuts your chest, your armpit hair, whatever the hell you want. It does such a great job and it's a very durable product. Manscaped.com is a website. The Roman shows a promo code you need to talk or you need to use to get a percentage off your purchase. Well, we started off this program uh, with a very sad note. Shad Gaspard lost his life last week as he was swimming in, in, in the ocean with his son and as lifeguards came to rescue both the father and the son as the waves were about six seven feet and shad just basically said hey you know take my son first get him out and when the lifeguards returned shad had disappeared and they found his body the next day or two uh, such such a sad situation there, but but the man died as a hero. You no, know, he he died as as whatever father would do. You know, I put picture myself in, in that situation, and I mean, you got to do what you got to do. It's just this is giving life to to your to your to your son or your daughter, and that's what Shad did. Uh, he is definitely a hero, and God bless him wherever he is. I'm sure that he's he's looking upon his son and and, and protecting um, his children from from right above. And also we lost another beautiful soul, Hannah Kimura. She took her life. Uh, she was getting a lot of negativity on social media. She had appeared on the program Terrace House, which I myself watch with my wife, who, who is Japanese. And she was getting a lot of a lot of comments or negativity and, and pretty derogatory and mean for something that she allegedly did on the program. So it wasn't so much about the wrestling, although some wrestling fans were chiming in. And I never met her myself, but but looking at the program, she seemed like a very sweet soul. It wouldn't even hurt a fly. And it's so sad that that people take the social media only so they can make themselves feel better. And little do they know that they're actually just stabbing people verbally. You know, they're little by little poking, poking and poking at people that that not everyone is the same. Not everyone has a thick skin. And in fact, to the same topic, Sonny, all right, the, the, the porn star Sonny, who was also a former pro wrestling star, came on and said that she's been bullied and attacked and she never thought about taking her life. Of course, that is essentially kind of taking a stab at Hannah killing herself, saying that, hey, you know, I, I've been attacked and, and been called names and so forth, and yet I've never done anything. Yeah, but at the same time, Sonny, you, my, you're my friend, are an alcoholic who's been arrested many times for driving under the influence and are a porn star, all right? So you, you put yourself in that position. Of course, you're going to get people call you different terms. Hannah, on the other hand, is just a 22-year-old girl who was just starting in the wrestling business and was attacked for for nonsense, for stupidity. And by the way, if, if you guys know or, or are dealing with any suicidal 
thoughts or depression, uh, I'd like to share the suicide hotline. That's 1-800-273-8255. Don't feel ashamed. If you feel anything that, that, that really just leads you down that, that dark path, don't be ashamed to call 1-800-273-8255 or if you know a friend, share that number and, and get some help. You know, we surely don't need to, to lose anyone, especially now with this COVID-19. I understand many people are going to lose their jobs or have lost their jobs and find themselves very depressed. They don't know what they're going to do next and unfortunately, sadly, are going to take their lives away. But let's not get there. You can get help by calling the National Suicide Hotline or any of the other tools or, 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 or seek some, some therapy, whatever it may be. You know, just here about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we had um, the band Pray for Sleep who was going uh, teaming up with a, 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 a local organization or, or a nonprofit organization to help spread awareness about mental disorders. And by the way, we are in that month of mental health awareness. So make sure that if you do feel... Or, or, or are afraid of coming out, this is the time you do so and and, spare, and spread that positivity. We need some help uh, to get these people on the right track. Again, not everyone is built the same as Sunny. Not everyone is the same. And some people take things on social media to heart and, and, and unfortunately end up killing themselves. And we don't want that. So, Hannah... And Shad, God bless you, and uh, we sure definitely will keep you in our prayers. Of course, your family, and uh, I'm sure you, you'll 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 be watching from above. Well, AEW took place this past weekend, Double or Nothing's a pay per view, and I have to say that the Stadium Stampede Wrestling or entertainment or extravagant, whatever you want to call it. Sure as hell was fun. It wasn't a pro wrestling match, although there was a wrestling ring. It was, it was brutal chaos. Uh, I, I don't even know what the heck. There was a horse involved. Uh, there was a bar fight. Uh, there was, uh, I think it was a 450 or shooting. I can't quite remember there. But at the field goal post, there was <laughs> lines drawn on Chris Jericho. I mean, you just go over and over about all the, the nonsense that, that took place there. Uh, we saw the return of Matt Hardy version now one. We saw Matt Hardy changing his character from time to time. Again, this was not your ordinary pro wrestling match. It had so many <laughs> funny moments and segments that it could go on and on. It went for about 40, 45 minutes. But it sure as hell was worth the 50 bucks of the pay-per-view. Just that match itself. It was freaking hilarious. The way they introduced the elite and the inner circle. They had the cheerleaders. Hey, but kudos to AEW. I know many people are going to jump in this and say this is a joke. They're making fun of pro wrestling, and, and they they advertise themselves as a as a sports league, but it's a joke. Listen, aside from that, the rest of the card was pro wrestling. All right, but let's face it, we're we're in a time that we want entertainment, we need these type of things, and that stadium stampede had many people talking. All right, it was trending. 
for goodness sake, on Twitter. So, for the haters out there, I have to tell you the shame on you for talking crap because nobody cares. And the reason being is because everyone is talking about it. Now, the question is if there will be another stadium stampede after a conversation or post uh, pay-per-view scrum. Apparently, Tony Khan stated that there might be a potential number two at a latter time, of course. Other matches that took place there uh, on Double or Nothing, of course, include John Moxley, the champion versus none other than Brody Lee. And I myself just, Brody Lee was built or, or hyped as this thing that was supposed to be unstoppable and, and no one could take him down. But him losing to John Moxley the way he did, and I know he he basically just went to sleep, fine, great. But it takes away so much from the character. It makes him look so weak. You know, the guy in WWE, when he was there, he would complain that he didn't have any direction or, or, or way of, of pursuing his role or his character. But honestly, I think that the what they're doing with this character or his persona here in AEW is, is probably even worse. This whole dark order thing it's just to me in my opinion it, it's 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 nonsense they, they should just kill the damn thing and have Brody Lee be Brody Lee be this big giant star you know I mean coming out with all these minions and having lost to John Moxley the way he did again it just really puts his character to shame it's almost like they stomped on his character I mean really does anyone care about Brody Lee now he lost to John Moxley. Not that, that John Moxley should have won. No, I think he's doing a great job as a champion. But the point is that you're trying to build Brody Lee as this super uh, gigantic, unstoppable of a beast. And now you made him to a puppy, to say the least. But we did find out that Moxley's next opponent will be Brian Cage. Brian Cage appeared during the Casino Royale ladder match. And he made his debut... In AEW, alongside his manager Taz, Brian Cage, as you recall, was a champion over at Impact Wrestling. He also was part of NXT at one point. In fact, we interviewed him here at the program. You can check out the uh, YouTube video interview on our channel. And Cage was just a matter of time he was going to debut in AEW. We all knew that he was signed, even though there were he was denying it. But we all knew that one way somehow this was going to happen. And this match will happen at a later time. No word yet on when that will happen, but it seems like it's going to be in a cage match. John Moxley versus Cage. Now, one thing that really upset me. Mike Tyson's appearance in handing off the title, the TNT title to the winner of Cody Rhodes versus Lance Archer. All right, so, so a couple of the things I had here. Number one, Mike Tyson was useless for this match. He, he had no purpose here whatsoever. In fact, they caught him yawning. They caught the man yawning during the match. So number one. Number two, there was a segment where he seemed like he was going to attack Jake Roberts. And the match is going on. And the camera has the shot of both the match and then Mike Tyson in the back without his shirt. 
So I, I, as a fan or as a viewer, what am I looking at? Am I looking at the fact that Mike Tyson just took off his shirt and just tried to beat up Jake Roberts? Or am I looking at the... I don't know. I, I, I exactly don't know. But in my opinion, I think that Mike Tyson's appearance was worthless, was pointless, was a waste of money. God knows how much they paid him. And it made no, no point of having this guy in this pay-per-view. And he will also appear on Dynamite this week. For what reason? I don't know. I know all respect to Mike Tyson. I'm a big fan of the guy, but they used him very well in WWE for his purpose, which was a referee. And he's also part of the, the DX, so that was quite funny. But I don't know what the hell's purpose was for, for AEW. I just don't get it. I really don't. Please, someone tell me. I would love to hear your thoughts on Mike Tyson's appearance at AEW's Double or Nothing. What did you think? Was it worthless? Was it pointless? And we'll talk about him because there's some fighting news on Mike Tyson, a 53-year-old former you know, retired boxer. But I'd love to get your opinion. Info at theromanshow.com is the website or shoot us a tweet at The Roman Show. Well, we just got word that the Boston Mayor Mike Silverman has said that he would like to see sporting venues opened. This would include Fenway Park, TD Garden, which is home to SummerSlam, which is, as of right now, uh, SummerSlam is supposed to be in Boston in August. But he did state that if the event happens or if the venue's open, there will be no fans. So WWE is working on an alternate venue. We still don't know yet. But I'd wonder if they, if they, if they would film the SummerSlam event in Boston with no fans, would it would it be worth it, or would you keep it in the performance center? And speaking about performance center, they will be allowing enhancement talent to attend these recorded shows. Now AEW has been doing this; they use talent as fans, and it really makes a difference because you do get that cheer, you do get that support, instead of just having silence and hearing the announcers. So that we can expect real soon on WWE TV. All right, guys. Well, Titan FC returns with another fight card. I am excited to get back inside the cage and announce. As you know, we have not been uh, with any fight cards since February. Late February, actually. And this man, Sal Guerrero, will be in action against Danny Chavez. This is a a great matchup between the two. It's going to be part of the early part of the fight card. As of right now, there's only six fights, but Sal Guerrero joins us on the program to talk about his upcoming fight. And mind you, you can only see this fight on UFC Fight Pass. This is not allowed. No, no public, no members of the public are allowed in this venue, which is yet to be determined. But you can only watch it on UFC Fight Pass. So if you don't have the subscription, head on over right now and buy UFC Fight Pass. I believe it's $9.99. And you get all the Titan FCs you can watch, uh, former UFC fights, whole library of fights. So make sure you go on over there and catch Titan FC 60 with uh, Jay-Z Calvacante there being part of the main event. And that's going to be quite exciting there in a combat uh, Grappling match. 
Something that we haven't seen in Titan of for some time. I think the last one that was there was Burns. Burns, I can remember. We took on Burns, Burns, Burns. Ah. I know Burns competed in the first one that we had in Titan FC, but I would have to look back at my notes right now. But uh, that, I believe that was last year, actually, that that took place. So coming up next, ladies and gentlemen, Sal Guerrero on the Roman show to talk about his upcoming fight at Titan FC 60. All right, everyone, last week uh, we had a Michael Lilly here on the program who will be competing at the t upcoming Titan FC fight card. And uh, now we have this young stud who's also joining us who will be competing in that fight card, and that is none other than Sal Guerrero. Sal, thanks so much for your time, man. Uh, uh, we're back in business. MMA in South Florida has been on hiatus because of uh, COVID-19, but this is the first one we have down here since the, uh, the whole pandemic thing. First and foremost, how are you feeling? How are you going through this whole COVID-19? And, and let us know. I'm uh, feeling great. Uh, thanks for having me. And yeah, feeling great, ready to go. Um, COVID-19 thing obviously sucks, but uh, I mean, I, it didn't really deter my schedule too much. I still trained all the way through. Um, I, I helped a few teammates of mine for their fights, so uh, I was still training uh, for the past you know, couple months. And that's why when this opportunity came up, uh, I had to jump all over it, you know. Um, trying to always be ready, you know, not really into like fight camps. Um, you know, just I think you should always be training, always be ready to go. The last couple of weeks, two, three weeks, fine tune things, but uh, but yeah, you know, that, that it is what it is. So, so you've been <clears throat> you've been training all this time. I know that of course some of the gyms were closed. Did did that did that impact you personally, or were you able to go in there? Of course, passing the whole social distancing and all the, the, uh, the, the guidance that they have provided. But how, how are you managing or how did you manage to, to train uh, through this? And when did you get the phone call? Oh, uh, well, I mean, yeah, we, I was impacted a little bit. But as far as like training schedule, I mean, that really I still stuck to all my normal training, training times. Uh, we still had access to partners of mine. Um, but, you know, it was, it was obviously like training with one guy, one guy for about two weeks. Uh, but that that guy happened to be training for a big fight of his own. So, um, you know, luckily, luckily for me, we, we uh, banged it out for like, you know, two, three weeks. And um, and as far as when I got the call, uh, I mean, it was probably, I don't know, like two weeks ago, three wow. weeks ago, something like that. Wow. But, uh, but I mean, I had already been preparing to uh, to fight, so you know, stay, staying in shape. Uh, so I mean, it didn't really hit me hit me too sideways. Well, you know that that's good because <clears throat> you know some some fighters they they tell them two weeks they're like yeah we're not ready for that or let me take a look at the opponent or let me talk to my team or but uh, I mean you you were from the from the likes looks of it uh, you were you were battle ready you were ready to go and <clears throat> when they told you. As far as, of course, this is going to be an event that you and I, many, most of us haven't been a part of. 
because there's no one that's going to be there. No, no crowd, no fans are invited. And, and I know I've, I've called some of your, introduced you uh, some of the combat night fights where <clears throat> that place is jam packed and, and you're feeding off that energy and everybody's screaming your name. How are you going into that uh, knowing that that, that noise, that crowd, that energy is not going to be there. It's just you and the other person right in front of you. And that is it. It's, it's more kind of almost like if you're training in, 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 the, in the gym. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I think that can be like detrimental to some people, uh, like, especially, you know, in the past couple of weekends in, in the UFCs, you notice like a few guys that, uh, their styles really coincide with the fans, uh, you know, interacting and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, I mean, me personally, I don't really see like, I, I don't really see a big problem with it. You know, um, if anything, the positive is I can hear my coaches better, you know, uh, but I mean, I've been competing my entire life. Some some of the biggest matches I've had, not really fights, but you know, biggest competition I've had was really in front of a lot of people. But so I mean, it is what it is. Um, you know, f- the fight, the fights, the fight, and you know whether there's people there or not. I don't think it, it should matter too much. Uh, I know my people will be watching on, on Fight Pass, so you know. Uh, I'm, I'm, and the biggest thing that sucks about it is my family can't be there. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing. But other than that, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I know that in some of your your previous amateur fights, you've had a lot of people out there supporting you. Uh, so you you won't be able to hear them there, but I'm sure you can go back and talk to them and have an after party uh, to see yeah. these. But practicing social distancing, <laughs> you know, we can't have a hundred yeah. people nowadays in a, in, a, in a place. Yeah, right. <laughs> So back to the preparation, you said it, it did impact you a little bit, but but how so? How how was it because there the, you had to train with a couple of guys instead of your your you know being at ATT, you have access to all these great talent that's available to you, uh, and now you're you're pretty much just hand picked, and those that's pretty much it. That's all that's all you can work with for now because of the current circumstances. Yeah, I mean it's I mean like it went through phases of of like uh you know little, little things here and there but off the bat yeah I mean usually we have access to a ton of guys ton of guys to be able to train with uh, all different sizes but when that happened it was only guys that had fights coming up in the UFC because that was the only that was the only show going on and uh and then like one training partner for them that they that they trained with so so that was it obviously and and the coach but um and luck, luckily for me, I was a training partner, so I got to be, I got to train the entire time. Maybe it wasn't with a ton of people, it was with one guy, but I mean, you know, it, it was high level training and uh, under the watchful eye of, of my coach. So, you know, I can't really beat that. And like I said, it was still my normal training times. You know, maybe, maybe the times were a little bit, a little bit changed, but, you know, for the most part, got in my, my sessions and, uh, you know, and just I'm, I'm, you know, happy about that. So, it, it, with the trainers there, who who was one of the guys there that was really pushing you during this? Uh, I guess you want to call it mini camp or or just training in general. Um, I trained a lot with Charles Rosa mm-hmm. uh, for his fight that he had coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, and that, that that was all. That was it. Was just me and Charles really banging it out for a couple weeks, and then uh, you know, recently. Um, there's been like a little bit less restrictions, uh, you know, bigger classes than it was before. Not back to normal, obviously, right. but uh, but you know, more more, more partners. And then uh, now, um, I've been training a lot with uh, Jose Shorty Torres. He's been mm-hmm. he's been 
uh, training with me, helping me out the past couple of weeks, which I'm happy about. And uh, and then also my training partner is also fighting with me, Danny Sabatello, on the same the same card right, on same Friday. Part. So yeah. Uh, so you're okay. in good hands, man. You're you're in good hands, definitely. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So you you made your pro debut back in January. Uh, actually, inside a, a ring, right? It was kind of like a ring slash cage underneath. It was uh, for M1 Global. Yeah. Um, so yeah. going yeah. into that, of course, you had the, the whole experience in the amateur uh, and now turning pro. Did you have any jitters going into that first fight or, or was it just another day at the office? Um, I mean, not, you know, I went not so much jitters, you know, I just wanted to perform well. Uh, I don't, you know, it wasn't like it wasn't any sort of difference from fighting amateur to fighting pro in my, in my eyes. It was just, you know, the fight was the same, just, um, maybe a little bit more anxiety to perform well, you know, um, but, you know, still got the job done. I would have, I mean, I dominated the fight, um, you know, but uh, I would have liked to have gotten finished, but, you know, it is what it is. It's good to get cage time, and, uh, and yeah, you know, just looking to improve. It's, you know, 15 minutes is, is a lot of time to uh, pick up things, improve on things, so that is one good part, uh, so, Yeah. And now your opponent, Danny uh, Gonzalez, he pretty much mirrors your your record. Uh, what can you tell me about your opponent? Have, have you looked into any of his tape? Are you aware of him? Or with this two-week notice, you know, how much homework can you do in a guy? And uh, have you looked at some of his previous maybe work in amateurs? What, what do you know of him? Uh, I mean, I know that he's got like a judo background, uh, you know, I mean, which is cool, I guess. Uh, my my Danny Danny Sabatello fought him uh, about two years ago. Uh, Danny knocked him out. So, um, but yeah, I mean, not really too interested in like what he's got. Other than you know, I know what I need to know. I know like a little bit of his style. That's pretty much it, you know. And, and let's talk about you. I know that you competed in several uh, competitions, jujitsu competitions, and so forth. But how how did you get started in MMA? Take us back. What what itched you to to go ahead full blown in this great sport of ours? Well, uh, my dad and my uncle are both longtime black belts under under Conan Silvera. So mm. um, I was training jujitsu as a young kid, being surrounded by um, you know like some of the best fighters ever uh, at ATT. I never I was I've been there since I was a young kid. So wow. um, you know, I did I, I did jujitsu as a kid. When I got into middle school and high school, I wrestled. I took that super serious, um, and I had opportunities to wrestle uh, in college. But I, I decided to go back to competitive jujitsu, and um, you know, I won. I won a world title. Took third in worlds. Uh, did real well at the ADCCs. Um, I mean, and it was all like progression, knowing at the end of the day that I'd be fighting on May. Just you know, uh, just. It's it's all been it's all been like gradual progression. So I knew that this was the next the next step. You know, you know, knowing having that you had that background jujitsu, did did you ever just say, let me just stick to jujitsu and let me see where I can go, uh, or did you say, hey, why not? Let me just try to see if I can go full blown MMA. And what what made you change that 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 direction? If you I mean, well, I, it was I went into just into like competitive jujitsu already, like yeah. knowing that I would be transitioning to MMA. It was just uh, I had a few I had a few tournaments that I wanted to uh, mm. 
to, to do first, uh, which I did. And, um, and you know, I mean, who's to say when I'm done fighting, when I have, you know, ho- hopefully have a long career and I'm done fighting, maybe go back to uh, jiu-jitsu. But, but no, nah, right, right now fighting is the goal, and uh, it, it was the goal. And, you know, now I'm just take, taking care of business now. Yeah, I say that because you've, you've seen so much of the success that jiu-jitsu has had now with all these 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 pay-per-views right. and fights that they have and throwing away money like it's crazy especially with the yeah. the what the um what is it the uh, combat jiu-jitsu the, you know, the slapping one um right, and, right. and and they're like Wagner Hosha you know that guy's banking uh yeah. on jiu-jitsu competition and all they did was just added the slaps right yeah and I, and I think and I think that that's great you know like that jiu-jitsu you're able to like uh you know live live a life with jiu-jitsu now uh as far as far as like financially i think mm-hmm. that's awesome uh and it's only going to get better i think but you know like with that being said I, I think that uh if you're like a true jiu-jitsu competitor you got to fight you know like you know at least at least like a few times just just to know how that jiu-jitsu feels like in full contact you know um i mean that's just my that's just my opinion but uh in training, have you ever, when you worked a ground game, have they ever incorporated that, or you just, you know, you would only train that type of style of jiu-jitsu if you were going into that type of uh, combat jiu-jitsu? Because those slaps, man, they they hurt like hell. I I seen it. You know, Titan FC had a had a had one not too long ago, and uh, those are vicious freaking shots. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's cool. I mean, I just think like if you're gonna smack, you may as well punch. Right. And like, and as far as like, you know, uh, like set, sessions of I, I I've I've been in some super heated like jujitsu and wrestling sessions mm-hmm. before I was even fighting M- MMA. Uh, so like maybe not full of smacks, but I mean we were get we were getting you know I guess yeah. pretty physical. Um, yeah. But like I mean like I said that's it's cool you know and Wagner also like Wagner. Put, put his time into MMA as well and was right. successful. So, uh, you know, so I, I think, I think that, you know, you got, you got to, uh, if you're a black belt, you know, I think you should have had at least one fight. It's just, it's just my opinion, you know. But, but having that type of, you don't train for that, right? I mean, you just, this is in the heat of the moment, you know, when you get into that fight, you start slapping, you're not going to slap each other in training or in, or, in, or in practice, are you? Or do you? Well, I, I mean, like, if you're training for combat you just yeah yeah i mean i i don't know i, I <laughs> you know <I'm> weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i i would say just like in wrestling you know, you, you kind of smack each other in the head to to kind of throw each other off but but i would i would think that you would actually do when you're actually competing because it freaking yeah. hurts like hell man <laughs> right i think like it's it's it's, it's the same uh, idea as ground and pound, you know. Yeah. Obviously, like the mechanics are the same, just not throw a punch. Right. So I, I guess you would drill it somehow like that, but I don't know. Like I said, I, if, if you're going to smack, you may as well just, just punch. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so you you went to St. Thomas, uh, St. Thomas, and yeah. uh, of course yeah. they're, they're very well popular there, and uh, uh, it's it's a well known school. Uh, what what was the studying out there? What what, what did you, you you focus into that school? Uh, well, I went to St. Thomas because of the wrestling program. Uh-huh. Uh, I was in that. I was in that uh, that kids program coming up from middle school. So, uh, I mean that 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 wrestling room in St. Thomas uh, built me. You know, um, it, it really, really like I, I 
it, it helped me a lot, you know, through like this whole journey. Uh, it's a big part of my identity was was uh, was wrestling there, and we took it super serious. You know, we had some sick teams, um, uh, like national level teams. We took uh, second in the state, third in the state uh, as a team, um, and you know, we competed all over the country. So. Uh, I mean, I was getting this experience as a 13, 14 year old kid over there. So yeah, I mean, it was a huge part, huge part of my uh, of my career. And you know, it's good it's good to hear that from you because when you think of the school, you think of the football scheme team, how much recognition they've had on a national level. Uh, but you stating that they hope they focused a lot on the wrestling. That's good because you know there's there's a future here uh, in wrestling, at least at the, the high school level, and then hopefully, which I heard that is now moving on to the collegiate level, something that uh, I don't think it's happened in many, many, many years uh, ago here in Florida. But uh, Sal, man, we're all excited. Friday, May 29th, uh, we're going to be on UFC Fight Pass. You're going to be part of that uh, that card. Only six fights, so not that much to go. Um, so it's going to be uh, an interesting night. It's going to be silent. It kind of reminds me of having some uh, competition in, in Japan where the crowd is there, but they're silent, so it doesn't really matter if they're there or not. Uh, so yeah. we're going to be, you know, we're gonna, we're, it's going to be kind of eerie, but I, I'm sure that we'll get used to it. And, and like you said, I think an advantage of a fighter is if you're able to hear your corner, you don't have to kind of like chime in and take it to, to where the, the corner is because you can hear them no matter where they are. Right, right. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Well, Sal, I want to thank you so I'm much, excited. man. Yeah, man, uh, I want to thank you so much for your time, and I look forward to announcing you uh, Friday, May 29th, on UFC Fight Pass, and uh, everybody tune in. It's going to be a good night, finally some fights, and then, you know, the next day you got some UFC fights. So you got back-to-back nights. I think we're the first regional promotion in the country that's having um, an event for the first time, I think. Uh, if so, then then we're leading the, the, the way for other promotions, too, to, to see what procedures uh, we practice so so man good luck and uh look forward to seeing you at the cage awesome thanks man Dude. speaking to us here on the program very excited for the upcoming titan fc fight card 8 p.m eastern time some other names on the card include frank carrillo versus rami hamed Danny Sabatello, great fighter. He was actually, he competed against Erwin Rivera for the title. He'll be taking on Raymond Ramos. Kenley St. Louis versus Michael Lilly. We had Lilly here on the program last week. Sal Guerrero versus Danny Gonzalez. So great stuff coming up this Friday, May 29th on UFC Fight Pass. Again, you cannot see this anywhere else. Only place you can see it is... On UFC Pipe Pass. And the main event is going to be Cavalcante, Jay-Z Cavalcante versus Harsh Manfio, both Titan FC champions. And it is for the Combat Grappling World Championship. So Cavalcante versus Harsh Manfio. So Manfio could walk out there with a, a title around his waist. So can Jay-Z to add to their collection. So you want to check that out. It's presented by It's A10. Titan FC 60 coming to you from Miami, Florida, live on UFC Fight Pass. Make sure you tune in. All right. Well, after Titan FC on May 30th, the UFC will hold its first event in Las Vegas ever since COVID-19. 
And the main event there is going to be former champion Tyron Woodley versus Gilbert Burns. Blagoy Avanor versus Austin Sakai. And the whole long list of fights, guys. You know, it's so good because this is the first time that we're going to see the UFC in Las Vegas. If you recall, Vegas did not want any action in uh, in his state of Nevada. But now they've uh, changed their hearts. And they will be doing it at the Apex Performance Center in the UFC's um, venue. So we're going to see some great action there in ESPN. It's the same place where they filmed the Contender Series. So we're going to get some great action there from the UFC. Very, very good stuff. Very exciting. Again, May 29th, we got Thailand FC. And then on following day on Saturday, May 30th, we have the UFC on ESPN number nine in Las Vegas. Well, other news. Mike Conor McGregor has stated well the first thing he started calling himself like the number two greatest of all time Anderson being number one I don't know where this guy's coming with this list but apparently because he won two titles uh, and two divisions and the way that he finished off his, his, his opponents makes him number number one he according to him tied for number one with Anderson Silva I don't know what world this guy lives in or what planet but Habib beat his ass Nate Diaz beat his ass. In fact, I'm telling you that last fight they had, I, I really do not believe that Connor won that fight at all. And now they're looking for his next opponent. And, and this, this kind of thing kind of pisses me off because here we have Kamaru Usman, all right? Kamaru Usman, welterweight champion, all right? And, and, and a great champion at that. He, he suffered an injury uh, when he took on uh, Kobe. Right? He's, he's been out of action for some time. But the, the thing that pisses me off here the most is that no longer does the fact that the champion, right, the man with the belt, he is no longer the hunted. No, nobody cares that this guy is a champion. Nobody cares that this guy holds a title. And I've met Kamaru many times and he worked with the TNT NFC. I just don't get it that the title is no longer what people want. It's Conor McGregor who they want because he's going to bring all this attention and all this money. So two people have been named potential opponents for Conor McGregor. And that is Kamaru Usman or George Masvidal. Now, either one of these men in my opinion, will be a nightmare for Conor McGregor. Because either or is just going to wrestle them. Yeah, of course, they'll stand up for a little bit. But they will wrestle and they will win. Same result that we got with Habib Normagadev. But again, I want to go back to my point here. I just don't understand how no longer do people care about the Gold, and they care more about Conor McGregor, the name, the person. What world are we living in? And, and, and allegedly, it seems that we're going to get Conor in July for the big pay-per-view that they have every year in Las Vegas. They call it uh, International Fight Week. I don't know how that's going to be now with, with the whole COVID-19. 
I don't, I don't believe that we're going to get people flying into Vegas uh, or, uh, from out of the country and so forth or to have such a big event in, 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 in the uh, T-Mobile uh, arena or center. But I, I just, I, I'm still trying to come to terms with why people have put aside the fact that this guy is, is the prize, no longer is the belt. Please, please let me know. Please, please describe to me how, how this happened. I would love to know. And your thoughts too. Would Kamara or George have a field day with Conor McGregor? Let us know. Info at theromanshow.com is the email. And we'll read your comments right here on the program. And to finish off, Mike Tyson has announced that he is He's back. He didn't say quite exactly what he's going to do, or but he said he's back. He's looking good. We saw him in AEW. The guy looks fit, 53 years old. And there's been some people out there, some champions that have been calling him out. Some of the individuals include Shannon Briggs, former boxing champion. Okay. Tito Ortiz. We all know Tito. Former UFC champion, competed in Bellator, most recently competed in Combat Americas. Vanderlei Silva is another person that also has been mentioned, and his former foe, Evander Holyfield. Now, bare knuckle fighting is offering $20 million to put Silva. And Mike Tyson together. Now, I don't know about you, but I, I, I would love to see. I mean, I would like to see either of these fights. And we all know that we're not going to expect any high level fighting here. I mean, Mike Tyson is not Mike Tyson anymore. He's 53 years old. I mean, I'll be shocked if he lasts three rounds. Uh, because of his his cardio, right? Or I mean, he's fifty three years old. I'm not I'm not knocking on him. It's just that that's the truth. That's the facts. I, I'll be interesting in a rematch between Evander and Mike. I mean, why not? You know, trilogy. Sure, why not? But the Tino Ortiz. It's kind of interesting. In fact, Vegas already said that if these two face each other. Tyson has the edge. Who do you think would win in a competition between Tito Ortiz and, and, and Mike Tyson? And I honestly, I really think that Mike Tyson would, would knock out Tito Ortiz. Just, just, just to, just to, and I like Tito. I think he's funny. I think he's charismatic. But to just to bring him to light, why not pair him up against Mike Tyson? And have uh, Tyson uh, have his field day with Tito Ortiz. But who 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 would you like to see Tyson face? Silva, Briggs, Holyfield, or Ortiz? I'd have to say that the top two there is going to be Holyfield and uh, Ortiz for competition. But again, this is only a, a charity exhibition match. So... We're not going to see any high-level combat. We're not going to see any knockouts. This is just for charity, for goodness sake. So don't get your panties twisted, guys. You're not going to get what you thought you were going to get. 
All right. Well, guys, uh, thank you so much for tuning in on the program. I'd like to thank you again for uh, subscribing on our YouTube channel and following our social media. And uh, we'll catch you or you can catch me this Friday on UFC Fight Pass, part of Titan FC at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And make sure that you tune in next week right here on the program as we talk some more mixed martial arts, music, entertainment, the whole nine right here on the program. Thanks for tuning in. If you haven't on, you haven't heard. Have a good week, guys.